you only get in trouble in real estate if two things happen. If you run out of time on your deal, like you have to make a move when you don't want to make a move, or you run out of money on your deal. So overarching, the biggest thing that you have to understand is you're not in control of your money. Your lender is your biggest investor and they have the most teeth in the deal. Okay. It's all about the exit. How are you going to repay them and get out of the bridge to that final loan? You're listening to the Real Estate Runway Podcast, powered by Quattro Capital, where we are all about alternative business and investment strategies to help you amplify life and maximize wealth. Here's your host, the recovering engineer turned multifamily investor, Chad Sutton. Well, hello, Real Estate Runway family. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the dangers of floating rate bridge debt today. Okay, so if you're an investor, you need to tune into this episode. If you're an operator who's probably living the pains of this, you need to tune into this episode. So stay tuned, check it out. Before we do, folks, if you get any value out of the show whatsoever, like us, subscribe, share the episode with a friend. Like the only way that people hear this content is when good people like you share the content with good people you know who will get just as much value out of this as you will. So pay it forward, share the show, like, subscribe, interact, swipe, whatever you're watching this on or listening to this on, just interact with it. And that's the only way that we get bigger and are able to share with more people just like you. Okay, so let's get right into the show today. As I mentioned today, we're going to talk a little bit about floating rate debt. So the first thing I'll say, don't invest in any deal that has this type of debt right now. Okay. Don't invest in it. If you're an operator, don't use this type of debt right now. I want to talk to you about what can happen. Okay. How the rules have changed and all that kind of stuff. But before we do, I want to reiterate that real estate is not in trouble. Okay. Lenders are in trouble. In most cases, real estate, specifically multifamily, self-storage, you know, things of that sort, with the exception of office buildings, which are actually having a very severe income problem, income growth isn't as strong as it was, but it's still strong. So maybe you're not getting 14% renewals. Maybe you're just getting four or five, but income growth, occupancy, it's all very strong, okay? Especially in Sunbelt markets, Midwestern markets, Texas markets, you know, you might feel some rent softening, but overall the fundamentals of real estate are intact. They are good. In some cases, you might feel some expense increases. That's kind of the ripple effect of inflation that we've all dealt with. So payroll's a little more expensive. Insurance is a lot of more expensive in some areas, but nothing that if you're a good operator and you have a good business plan, you know, can't be overcome, right? So folks, if you're looking at investing in a deal right now, like poke on the expenses a little bit, the income's probably pretty realistic, but the expenses are really where some of the trouble lies. But anyway, we want to get back to talking about debt. Okay. And re remember your lender is your biggest investor and they have the most teeth in the deal. So remember, you know, we talk about the capital stack on this show, you know, at the very bottom of the capital stack in the most senior position, least amount of risk, and you pay them the least is the senior lender. Okay. Above that might be a mezzanine lender. You know, they're behind the senior lenders. So they have a little more risk. They cost a little more money behind that. You might have pref equity again, a little more risk, a little more cost. And then behind that, you have common equity, which is typically where most of us equity investors play, but that's the highest risk, highest return. Okay. 
So don't think about your lender as an adversary. Think about them as the biggest investor, but they also have the most teeth, right? You sign these legal, legally binding contracts that are loan agreements and they'll have covenants and rules and regulations. And if you do this, we're going to do this. And if you don't do this, we're going to do this and all that kind of stuff. So they have what I call teeth. They can bite you if you don't respect them. Okay. So let's talk about the cycles of real estate as we get into debt here, right? So you hear me say this all the time, folks. You only get in trouble in real estate if two things happen, one or both of them, all right? If you run out of time on your deal, like you have to make a move when you don't want to make a move, or you run out of money on your deal, that's it. As long as you don't run out of time or money, you don't get in trouble in real estate. It's not like in the stock market where your business can go out of business, right? It's as long as you have capital in the account and as long as you have time on the clock, you cannot get in trouble. So you really want to think about real estate cycles. We know the last cycle of real estate since 2008. You guys remember the last one when it crashed? We've been on about a 15 year run. And so we've kind of been do this. We've talked about this for a while. We're kind of due a recession to correct things. I am pretty positive we're in it, if not heading for it, mild, heavy. I don't know. We're going to see. It all depends on about five different things, which if you consult my LinkedIn, you'll probably see my thoughts on those. But remember that we have to outlast the cycle. And so you really want to tag your debt. The lender you use, the lender that's on your syndication, the lender that you use operators, you want it to be longer than the cycle. So in general, I'm a big fan of five to 10 year debt. Why? Can you guarantee you're not going to have to refinance at a time when, when the market's bad? No, because if you did a loan, a 10 year loan in 2013, well, it's 2023 and you're having to refinance. But what is true about that? you've had a long amount of time on the clock to lower expenses, get rents up, and generally have enough equity and margin to be able to refinance to a new loan. If you bought the property two years ago, you probably are having some trouble because you've had to feel the expense load increases, that you know, insurance, payroll, all that kind of stuff. And you're feeling the issue that the interest rates have caused where, you know, cap rates have decompressed, i.e. prices have gone down, and the incomes are just not sufficient to service that same amount of debt in, you know, seven, eight percent money. So, you know, when you're doing these deals and you're looking at these syndications as investors or operators, you want to be thinking about making sure you have enough time on the clock. OK, and if you use short term debt, make sure those extensions are basically free. So you at least get to five years. That's kind of how we set up ours is somewhere two and three year deals. But we had, you know, extensions that we, we all but guaranteed in our negotiations. So let's reorient on the types of debt in commercial real estate a little bit, right? So I'm going to talk most safe to most dangerous. Okay. So on the safest type of debt, we're going to talk about like our agency debt. This is fixed rate, non-recourse, long-term debt. Okay. When I say safest, it's usually going to be the lowest loan amount. You're not going to get aggressive leverage on it. In most cases, you may when the market's good, but you, you know, your rate is going to be guaranteed to be fixed and not move on you for at least five years. I don't really see these. I see five, seven, 10, 12 year type loan types on this, right? You can go from five to 12 years. This depends how long you want to fix your rate. A lot of times you get interest only and the property is the recourse for the loan. They don't come after you personally. Okay. Now, a little bit higher on leverage, you can get recourse fixed rate debt. Now, this is basically the same where you're going to see anywhere from four to 10 years. And this might be a life company or a bank or something like that, 
But similar, they're going to still give you that same type of loan where you have a fixed rate, maybe some interest only, and it's going to be moderate leverage, maybe a little higher than agency would go. But they're going to require you to kind of collateralize some other things that you own. So, for example, they'll have the property as collateral, but the, if it's recourse, you know, if they sold the property and they can't get their money back, if they were to foreclose on it, they're still going to require you to like, you know, maybe use some of your other estate to make them whole, right? Now, the challenge with these two types of debt, although they're safe, they require you to bring more money to the table because if you're going to do a CapEx plan, like you're going to renovate or add value to a building, you're going to be putting that money out of pocket. Or, you know, if you're in a syndication, that's going to be money that's going to be raised. Now, this is a good thing in some cases, because what I'm about to tell you is that bridge debt, where they have CapEx funding proponents, they create a very difficult cash management situation that I'm going to go into. And you need to be eyes wide open on this. This episode is brought to you by Agora's Investment Management Solution. Are you a GP or syndicator still using spreadsheets or an outdated investment management platform? Advance to Agora, the next step in investment management evolution. Agora's customers raise capital 40% faster and reduce operational expenses by 25%. With Agora, you can collect commitments faster, raise more capital by creating beautifully designed data rooms, public brochures, and automated subscription flows. Manage all your investor relationships efficiently with the most advanced investor CRM on the market. Delight your investors with a beautifully designed investor portal which is fully customized to fit your brand and integrate seamlessly into your website. Distribute payments in a click directly from the platform and automatically generate and send all the reports and statements your investors need. Agora is suited for all types and all sizes of GPs or syndicators, starting with an affordable $5.99 a month subscription plan. Click the link in the description to book a live demo and learn what Agora can do for your business. Agora, better investment management. So let's talk about the second kind of bridge debt. And then we'll talk a little bit about what can go wrong with it versus this, you know, fixed rate debt. So bridge debt was simply designed to take a project that was maybe not stabilized or, you know, not ready for this long-term or non-recourse or fixed recourse debt. And what it would do is, you know, they would aggressively fund a little higher on the purchase price and they would fund your capital budget for the renovations. And this is all with anticipation that your building is going to be worth X on the back end, which is much more than you pay for it so that they know you can go refinance to one of these nice non-recourse fixed rate loans and repay their money. And this is usually a two to three year loan and it may have one or two one year extensions on it. So you may get, you know, three to five years. It's on the shorter horizon. And these are the loans that are kind of in trouble right now. And let's talk about why. So overarching, the biggest thing that you have to understand is you're not in control of your money. Okay. The lender is. So if the lender agrees to give you $10 million to buy the property, and then they agree to hold 5 million in reserve and they say, okay, well, once you do the work and prove it to us, we'll give it to you and you can replenish your capital and go do it again. Now, this is good because their money is, they're a lender. They cost less than an investor or your capital, right? We as investors, you know, we like to make our capital, you know, earn 10 to 20% at least, you know, on an annualized basis, whereas a lender, it's going to be even today, 8% or lower, right? In some cases, these bridge loans are upwards of 10, 11, 12. But, you know, my point is on the usual, you know, those rates are sub 10%. So it's much more efficient. This is why we use leverage in real estate. The problem is you now have to budget your cash really tightly. So the problem is a value add 
real estate project just doesn't cash flow well. It just doesn't, right? When you look at the money going out the door for renovations and such, like on a net, net, net basis, you're losing money. It's a controlled burn rate for the first couple of years. That's okay. You're investing money in the building. It's really easy to manage this when you have that entire CapEx budget in the bank. And by the way, if you think you're going to use cash flow to fund renovations, don't do that ever. That's a mistake. If you're going to renovate a building, don't count on cash flow being there because there's going to be a dip, right, in, in performance. But if you have that money sitting there and you have one of these non-recourse fixed rate debts, you know, then, or loans, then you just kind of, you have a big account with maybe 5 million bucks in it and you just kind of spend the money over time and you can see the account trailing down, but you, you, you know, you have more money in the riskiest time. These bridge loans, on the other hand, you may only have a quarter million dollars in the bank and you're going to spend that money. And then you're going to need to go ask Mr. Bank, Hey, I spent that money. Please give it back to me because I proved it. And they're going to give it back to you. And then you're going to spend it again. And they're going to give it back to you and all that kind of stuff. Right? Well, this kind of requires that there's a pretty standard cadence for how fast that money comes back to you, right? Well, let me tell you what's happening today. And this is where a lot of your operators are probably struggling. I mean, we're, we've not been immune to this. We've had to mitigate this in some issues as well. So here's what can go wrong. The lender is going to have covenants, okay? So the covenants are like rules, they're promises that you make. And it's like, I will have renovated this many units by this time, or, or my cost per unit will be this much or something like that, right? Or my debt service coverage ratio, like how much margin I have with my cash flow to pay the debt is this by this date. If you miss these covenants, the lender may actually pull back and say, I'm sorry, I know you just spent a quarter million dollars, but I'm not going to give it back to you because I'm worried about the performance of this loan. Well, now you have a cash problem. The market has changed drastically on these lenders. And in some cases, regardless of your performance as a borrower, their balance sheet is in trouble. The value of the assets they have lended on, lent on rather, are in a lot of cases today worth less than the loans that are on them. And so that is a very dangerous place to be for a lender, right? And so what you may find is for any number of reasons under the sun, blowing covenants is a big one. But even if it's just, you know, we've had a lender who we were perfectly in compliance with covenants and perfectly in compliance with everything related to the loan and on plan, we were doing everything we said we were going to do. We were on budget and they have just decided as a company, look, we're not funding any more draws and that's technically breach of contract, but what are you going to do? Go fight the lender, right? They'll outspend you all day long. So you have a situation where they may just not fund your draws. And so if you only have, call it a quarter to half million in cash, the lender's holding 5 million and you need to do a $5 million project, but you've only got 500,000 and you've spent 500,000 and they haven't given it back to you. You now have a cash problem. You have one of two things going wrong. You still have time, but you're out of money. Okay. that's kind of a problem. And so... Wow. If you're on YouTube, you just saw balloons come across my screen. I'm not sure how that happened. There was a new Mac update that uh, I'm going to let that ride because that was kind of cool. So if you're listening to this, balloons just rose about my screen when I put my finger up. Let's see if I can do it again. Something like this. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I did it again. Okay. So Mac users, that's kind of cool. We're going to let that be live and funny. And if you're on YouTube, enjoy that. And we're going to try a thumbs up, see what happens here. Do I get some? Oh, and I got a little emoji here. Okay. So this is the new Mac emoji thing. Very cool. So anyway, we're going to leave that right where it was. Back to what we're talking about, folks. The lender not funding draws can create a really big problem for you. Now, let's say they are funding your draws and you get to the end of your, your term on the loan, right? If you plan to extend that loan, if it's a variable rate loan, you likely had to buy what's called a rate cap. And that is just 
kind of like a hedge product. It's, it's almost like an insurance policy saying, if I buy a 2% rate cap or a 2% strike is the term you'll hear the operators talk about, that means that, okay, well, I may have a floating rate loan where it's 3% over, let's just say, SOFR or LIBOR. LIBOR is kind of going away, but that those are indices that they'll benchmark to. Well, right now, SOFR is like five or six. I don't even, I've lost track. It's so high. So they would have bought that 2% strike to where anything over 2%, you don't have to pay. So your maximum rate you're paying is three plus two is five. Well, that's really good. But guess what? That cap has a time limit on it. And if you're already slowed down because of lender not funding draws or missed covenants or something like that, you have a ticking time bomb because when that rate cap expires, they're going to require you to buy another one to get your extension or you'll be in default of the loan. This is another covenant. Okay. So rate cap costs are also very important to consider when talking about these bridge loans. So folks, if you're investing in a deal, you know, or you're being gap equity or, or operators, if you're looking at financing a deal, that's some of the stuff under the hood you need to be understanding with or, you know, in tune with on these bridge loans. And then the importance of the exit. The exit is everything. And so if you're, if you're in one of these loans and they're not funding right now, they're worried about the exit. They're worried. Even if you're still on track and doing everything you said they were going to do, cap rates have changed so much in the moment that they're worried that, okay, the values are so far down and cash flows aren't quite there. Are they going to be able, if I give them another hundred thousand or another million dollars, are they going to be able to pay me off? Right. And so that's the challenge you're fighting when the lenders are looking at this right now and giving you trouble. Okay. It's all about the exit. How are you going to repay them and get out of the bridge to that final loan? Right. And then, you know, we kind of talked about covenants and, and like, you, I want to describe covenants a little bit differently. Think about landmines and quicksand. Okay. At the same time. So a covenant is a landmine. And every time you step on a landmine, you get injured and it slows you down. Right. And then think about quicksand. If you're trying to run through a minefield that's in quicksand where you're slowly sinking and you have to be able to be strong enough to pull yourself out and get across that field before you get sucked under. Well, as you step on each landmine, which is a missed covenant, they're going to cause you to, to miss more covenants. For example, if you stop getting funded because you missed debt service coverage ratio, well, then you're going to get behind schedule because you don't have enough cash to hit the amount of percentage completion covenant. And then you're going to get behind on this covenant and that covenant, and it just gets worse over time. So that these covenants have a compounding effect in these bridge loans, and you really need to understand those. Okay. And then the other challenge is just in every situation, every deal, there are three types of knowns, right? You have your known knowns. We just talked about a lot of them. Then you have your known unknowns. Okay. Things you know, you don't know, you know, for example, what is the market going to be when I sell this thing? I don't know. Right. And then you have your unknown unknowns. These are things that bite you harder than anything. And I just want you to know that with these floating rate loans, you know, most fixed rate loans and recourse fixed rate loans, they're pretty predictable. They all have a certain flavor. The rules are mostly the same, especially if you're doing agency. But with variable rate loans, these are usually debt funds and the rules are all different. And so your unknown unknowns, what you don't know can hurt you here. And it's times like today where those unknown unknowns really come to bite you. Want to generate higher return and drive alpha for your commercial real estate firm? Now you can with Lobby CRE by 30 Capital. Lobby CRE is an asset management platform designed to manage and optimize cash flow for faster returns and more visibility into performance. Shift your strategy with the market. 
not because of it. Identify opportunities and mitigate risk now rather than later and save more than eight hours per week through automation. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and book a demo. So I want to wrap up the episode. I really appreciate your attention today. I hope you got any value out of this, you know, as much as I'm hoping you did. If you did share the episode, you know, interact with it, pay it forward, let someone else hear it. There's people who need to hear this today. If you're an investor, go into your deals eyes wide open. Okay. Ask these questions. If someone's doing a bridge loan and they can't tell you how much cash they're projecting to have in the account throughout that bridge loan at any given time, they don't know what they're doing. Okay. This is a good tool if you use it right, but the market has changed so much and so quickly, which is like, this is like a 50 year event, y'all. I'm so thankful to be alive and to be operating during this time because you learn more in these times of distress than you learn in your whole career. So folks, if you're an operator out there, you're going to get through this, be proactive, you know, try to restructure your loans, you know, try to get out of anything that's floating rate if you can and just hold on. There will be sunnier days. If you're an investor, eyes wide open on this. Make sure you know the risks before you agree to go into a deal with this kind of debt right now. And if you're in one, I hope you now you understand some of the challenges your operator may be having to no fault of their own in most cases. That's kind of the conclusion of everything today. So I hope you all enjoyed this. You know, Stay safe out there. If you are an operator and you're having any trouble with this kind of stuff, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call. And I'd love to help you on this because I have a lot of experience with this. Our company has a lot of experience with this and we can probably, you know, help support you and give you some things you may not have known. If you're an investor who has an operator in this situation, I'm happy to talk with you as well. So just reach out. ChadSutton.info is the best way to get me or the quattroway.com. All of these are in the show notes down below wherever you're listening. So without further ado, let's conclude the episode. This has been another episode of the Real Estate Runway podcast, Chad Soapbox edition. Until next time, folks, over and out. We hope this episode was insightful and brought value to your day. If so, please be awesome and leave us a five-star review. Find out how Team Quattro can help you at thequattroway.com. Until next time, this is the Real Estate Runway Podcast.